0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: This
3: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star
4: in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Michael Parsons.
3: And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus. Jeff Kavanaugh, Kyle
1: Yeomans, and David Hellman. It's Thursday, April the 14th, 2022. The draft is two weeks away, and we are here to get you through the home stretch. I'm David Hellman. I'm joined by Jeff, Brian, Kyle, like the big voice said. Welcome to another episode of the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Guys, mm. we actually have news uh if you want to call it that or at least something different to talk about besides arguing player prospects jerry jones spoke for the first time in a few weeks yesterday uh cowboys announced a new corporate partnership with blockchain.com blockchain.com i knew you're gonna say it. i was gonna say spare me the joke please <laughs> jeff but that's okay you did it anyway um he basically you know, he, he answered a couple questions that weren't about cryptocurrency, <laughs> one of which being his preferences in this draft class. And he did say, uh, quote, I would trade up in this draft since we're down as low as we are in those first two or three rounds. And, of course, the Internet lost its damn mind because that's all you really can do is overreact to tidbits of information when it comes to the draft. I would love to have a conversation about this, and if we could, we'll just say the first three because those are the big, big, valuable picks in any draft. What do you think that would look like in all three of these phases, if the Cowboys were to try to get aggressive in this draft, how
4: far do you want to go? I mean,
1: I know. Well, I, know. I think
4: his up means
0: down because he said like they traded up for Travis Frederick, which was a trade down. Oh, so he's playing opposite so day. So he's doing opposite day. <laughs> yeah.
1: I okay. I, I understand. I understand the confusion there, but he did say we're down as low as we are. Yeah. Which yeah. is to say, you're back in the latter half. I think he meant going up.
4: It, okay. Well, then now let's determine who he's going up for. And you you really can't just take the 30-visit list, but if you want to, you can, you know. Um, And I know you're captain, trade down or trade back, and and, and that's cool. Jeff made his feelings about this. No, no, I mean, I I understand. I understand. But, okay, let me ask you, you're not comfortable at all going up, but if you had to go up, if you had to go up and get somebody and if you took the 30-visit list, is Charles Cross the only one you're going for, or are you going to go try and get one of these receivers?
0: I would not move up for a receiver. Okay. I do think Charles Cross might be the only name on their 30-visit list that makes sense as a
4: true. Lloyd, you wouldn't move up for. That's the no. linebacker, Utah. So, okay, now we have to determine it might not be somebody on their 30-visit list right. that, yeah. that we're missing out on. Which
1: I was, I was just talking about this this morning, and it's just something I want people to remember. Like, knowing the 30-list, knowing the guys they've talked to does help, Yeah, and inevitably they target guys that they are familiar with. Right. It is not the gospel, by any stretch of the imagination. Like, they routinely draft well, guys that were not I'll tell part you, of that
4: group. Yeah, I'll tell you what Jerry might have done. He might have thrown the chum in the water to tell somebody that they're interested in moving. But also, I think Lance Zerline did a really good mock draft that painted a picture. I know Jeff and Dane and I talked about this last night, that he had Kansas City going up ahead of you to draft Chris Olave. So all of a sudden, you know, if you're telling people, hey, we're willing to move— you know, maybe you're – You know, because sometimes the Cowboys will sit there and people will jump them, and then all of a sudden they lose opportunity on players, you know, and you're like going, oh, damn, they just got jumped. But by doing that, by saying that he might aggressively go, it's like now you pl- put some doubt in Peoples at the back of the draft that maybe Dallas is going. You know, yeah. I mean, you've got to create some kind of – well, hey, we got to get ahead of Dallas. Well, wait a minute. Dallas is talking about going too. Do we have to do this? I mean, you know, so instead of instead of just sitting there and minding your own business, that's a lot of times you get jumped doing that. And especially is has we've been able to to talk about who the Cowboys visits have been and we've done this show for the last 4 or 5 months of just talking about player by player. If you if you follow along what we're talking about or follow people that cover this team, they're giving you an idea of who the Cowboys are are looking at, and maybe that's you know maybe that's their way of kind of preventing teams from thinking about jumping them.
1: Kyle Yeomans, you look like you're doing trade math over
3: <laughs> I there.
4: I am doing
1: trade math. I was looking because
3: maybe if it's not in the first round. Maybe it's not the Charles Crosses. It's not the Jordan Davises. Maybe it's in the second round or the third round. we've talked about that as a possibility as well of taking 88 and going and trying to get back in the top 70 or 75, taking 56 and trying to turn that into a top 45 pick because that's where the value of this draft is because it is so jumbled up from picks 10 through 60 that there is a value to maybe get up and, and go get a guy that you like that maybe have, had slipped out of that first-round territory. It would be tough to get from 56 to 45. I, I put 45 as just a marker of maybe, hey, we can get back up in the top 45 picks. It would probably take— I'll give you four fifth-round picks. Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at. Was the, <laughs> hey, that, that all equals 100, then you give him 56, and you can make maybe make it work. I don't know if anybody would ever realistically accept that. But you can maybe package two fifth-round picks— maybe your fourth if you wanted to, but even that doesn't necessarily entice me enough to move just 12 spots up the
1: board or 11 spots up the board. Are you saying, because I think, I mean, in the second round, your two and three would get that done, I think, right? Are you willing to give up 88, though? I'm trying to I mean, do it without I mean, giving up 88. Me, no. Yeah. For the whole time I've done this, I hate getting rid of picks. Is it realistic that they would give up 88? Well, we and can back in this, style. Now we take the four.
0: And the fives Mm -hmm. to get back to three, and we just keep doing that until (laughs) we run out.
1: And you only pick in the first four rounds. I just think okay with that. Teams like to trade out of a top fifty pick. You you got to give value, and that's the thing I think. I think people get lost where they're like, oh, if we give up our four and all of our fifths, the, the yeah. value's there. And the other team's like, no. Well, I want. Why would you do that? I want a yeah. top 100 pick. I don't care about that because the, the hit rate is so much better, and that's why I don't think that's realistic. Who are you going up for in the second
4: round?
0: Um, Off the top of my head, I would say, say, if I'm going, say first of all, say if I'm going up anywhere... T- I'm going up for a premier position. Yep. Okay. I'm not going up for a linebacker or a nose tackle or okay. probably a safety, but I could go up for a wide receiver if they stick around. Okay,
4: so I'm going to give you Zion Johnson as your first pick at 24. Okay. Like, get, go somewhere and t- talk to me again. Talk okay, to so me now what I'm going to be
0: tracking, go. if I've taken my offensive lineman yeah. because like Dane Brugler did his seven-round mock draft on yeah. the Athletic, and it's awesome. Go check it out. Um And he didn't have the Cowboys touch a wide receiver until the fourth. I'm not comfortable with that Mm -hmm. because this is just a game I want to play really quickly. Uh, Let's say your number one receiver at the end of the preseason rolls an ankle and is going to miss a couple weeks or something.
1: Which is damn near.
0: Your wide receiver core now to start an NFL football season would be James Washington, Noah Brown, and Simi Fijoko. Because Gallup, we think, is going to miss a little bit of that.
4: He's going to miss a couple games, probably, yeah.
0: I'm not comfortable without one of my three best receivers. Not He's not on the roster yet. So if you tell me I take an offensive lineman, then I'm watching the receivers, and I want to be told – Let's say the first round, because five, six, seven of them might go in the first round. Sure. But what I want to know is where is George Pickens? Yeah, Where's Scott Moore? I was ask... Where's Jahan Dotson? Yeah.
3: George Pickens was the name. As soon as Brian asked that question, Yeah, that's to what I'm thinking. 25. To that's Me too. my name. Georgia
0: wide receiver, if he's hanging around at around pick 40, go get him. Then I would be like, Sure, go get him.
3: Would you Absolutely. spend your 88 to go get a player like that? And then maybe we can, yes. can finagle it I, on the I, I think he okay. would. I think he would because I,
4: would. I don't think he'd like to take Sam Williams from uh, from uh, Ole Miss.
0: So, again, using we'll just use Dane's mock since he did seven rounds. That's fine. Yeah. The, now what you're asking me is would I give up Jelani Woods, who I really like, yeah. the tight end from Virginia, mm-hmm. who Dane gave the Cowboys at 88, and Sam Williams, yeah. the defensive end, who they pick at 56? 56. 56, yeah. For George Pickens, all day, every day. All
3: day, every day. And that's, your, tie, up, that's your tight end one. Uh, yeah. And George Pickens is my wide receiver three, though. You like, were really high on Sam Williams. I like Sam Williams. You, 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 I like him.
0: Just not as much as George Pickens. I, like, uh, Sam Williams won't be my favorite player at 56. Sure. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And Jelani Woods could be my favorite player at 88. But I'd take George Pickens at number 24. That's how much I think that he is an absolute baller. Mm-hmm. If he didn't tear up a knee in spring ball. Top uh, 15
4: pick? Uh, well, right, maybe. We, let me flip this for you guys then. What if I tell you you take Chris Olave at 24? I know it's not your favorite yeah, player, yeah, yeah. but I just say you. Cowboys. Cowboys take Olave at 24. Now what are we going up for in the second round?
3: Green or Johnson if one of those guys falls out of the first, which you, is a likely possible. Yeah, you got a guard,
0: you got a guard in mind? You, you you're liking underboard. After Green and Johnson, mine I guess would be Darian Kennard.
1: I'll bet like you, I think I can wait, on that. I can wait on that.
4: Okay, so that's, so he
1: doesn't feel like a guy we're so trading
4: if up for. so if we're trading up, then it sounds like our group thinks if we're trading up in the second, it's for a wide receiver. That's Agreed. what that's what we that's the what value, we're thinking
1: here. The value there is better, right? Yeah. In the picks between thirty-three and fifty,
4: or if
0: some analysts are wrong about how much the league loves Central Michigan left tackle Bernard Raymond.
4: Mm. Maybe he's a forty an
0: NFL team who thinks that's their future left tackle.
1: You'd go up
4: to number forty for that. Yeah, I have him as number five on my tackle board. Yeah,
1: he's my fifth tackle also. Yeah, but you've probably got the other four going in the first
4: round, right? right. Yeah, I, I do. He's number five, and I kind of when he gets picked by the Cowboys, I kind of like you know. Yeah, if he goes at twenty four, I won't like it. Yeah, I, I kind of. Don't but, but, see that happening. See, that's what I'm saying. You I, don't? I no. first round pick on the visit list. But see, that's what I'm saying. If Jerry gets his if. Jerry's going up for an offensive lineman in the first. I think it would only be for Cross. I think it would only be. He might go for Penny. He might try and get Penny. You know, that might be something you'd do. I think that, uh, to me, I'm interested to see where Cross is going to go. Every mock draft, where did Dane have him going? Dane, have him in the top ten? Oh, I love Uh, when
1: you put me on the spot. I'm sorry. I've got Dane's mock pulled up. I can get to it pretty quick. Was he
4: inside the top ten? He
1: was... um... He was Control 16th F overall.
4: 16. Okay, 16. Now, now we're talking, talking <laughs> a little different here. <laughs> all right, moving it, it back to the first round. Whoa! Man. All of a sudden we see a Charles Cross slide. I'm on the phones, boys. Is that a slide? Like I, I've never seen him outside the top 10. Okay, never. Okay, never. And, that, and again, these are. I'm not just talking about. I'm Mo- um, just Random mock drafts Of fans or so And nothing against those But I'm talking about Daniel Jeremiah mock drafts Bucky Brook mock drafts That's what I'm talking about Guys who have been In this league
1: Okay Understanding Understanding that Trade charts are not A perfect science mm-hmm. The internet says that's a 260 point difference between 24 and 16. Are we going up specifically to 16? That was the pick that the Saints kind of finagled
4: from the the Eagles. To Fifteen maybe or the Saints might be taken. Are the Saints taking cross? Yes. Okay. There you go. See that now you might maybe not. Be, that's why they made that might, extra pick. Yeah. So you
0: got to go to 15. Because <laughs> yeah, they're not no, trading no, away if, from if, their guy.
4: If exactly Jeff just gave you this the key I right am. there. Like we're talking about Kansas City jumping Dallas for Olave you got to get ahead of the Saints.
3: you know. If Eagles are right in front of them, and then it's the Ravens at 14, Texans yeah. at
4: 13. And you get the Ravens to come off that, you know? I'm looking at the Ravens' picks. They have What's 14, saying, 45,
3: 76, so they have a pretty everybody's
4: good— Everybody's got the Ravens taking the—again, Dane, did he have them taking the— Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. Utah linebacker. Wow. Did that
1: is come a, off that? To get to d- 15 would be a 310-point okay. difference. Yeah. 56— is worth three hundred and forty. Yeah. I'm so, telling you, man. So I mean you get if rid you, of both if, of those picks and you get a tackle of the future. Yeah. How you feel about
4: that? Well I'm playing him at right tackle and I'm telling I'm telling my, my current right tackle, listen, you're now the swing dude and we gotta figure out something at left guard. You know, I mean, do you, you ride another season? Not saying, this is a,
1: not saying this is a good idea, but could cross play guard for a season?
4: Man, I don't. He's just too good of a tackle. Yeah. I mean, this is when I, mean, I, I, I kind of see a young Tyron Smith coming out of USC, a 21-year-old guy, you know, that's got really good technique. I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of feel he's a better left tackle than he'd probably be a right tackle. Well, I agree. He'll have
1: that. a chance to play some of that as well, if I had to guess. Is he still your top tackle? He is. Yeah.
0: Hey, just randomly using Dane's mock draft because we're talking about who you would be going up yeah, for in the second. Figure somebody out. Well, so now, yeah, it was. I'm looking at if it played out this way, the answer for me would be you have six wide receivers go in the first round. Yeah. Neither one is names George Pickens or Sky Moore. Here you go. 37, George Pickens goes. Sky Moore and Bernard Raymond, the Central Michigan tackle, mm-hmm. go 41 and 42. So somewhere around pick 40, who's, I'd be like, guys, there's two guys we yeah. might want to go get.
4: Who's who's my teams at 41 and 42?
0: Seattle's 41. Indy is 42.
4: All right. John's trying to rebuild his team. Mm-hmm. Ballard, Ballard will stand in there and pick, John I think. Schneider
1: loves a trade back. He that does, man does yeah, it like twice he does, per draft. He
4: does. I think he's got multiple twos, though. Yeah, he he's does. got 40 he's and 41. Back, yeah. He goes back to back. Because yeah. Matt
1: Corral
0: and Bernard Raymond is mm-hmm. where they're going. So, yeah, in my world, yeah, my we're man trading hates that, Matt Corral. We're trading up to forty two for Sky Moore.
3: Now that's the Colts first pick of the draft though. They don't have that first round pick. They only have one it's one in the third. Yeah, you can maybe argue that they want some more draft capital there. Going We're back to forty
4: two. Going back to I mean you can you could wait. You could wait if you're Ballard. I mean I, I think they probably I think they will probably stand in there and make a pick. Snyder's the one I would target. Who do we got ahead of Snyder and some give me some other, other teams? Give me two, three teams ahead of Snyder.
1: Uh Chicago's at thirty nine and They're, that is new, their
4: that's their first pick. New GM, yep. he's gonna stand there and pick. If they need picks though. Yeah, they got you know, a lot they of have problems. No, no, they're they nine and forty eight. His rear's though. so okay. tight there. That, no, he's got to he's got to make a pick. Um, That's you know?
0: when I start calling about sky. Is when somebody takes Christian Watson ahead of him. Bears, like, okay,
3: it's time to go. I
1: like Christian Watson a lot. He is a good yeah, he's fine. Bears Don't are at third. Uh, developmental process. Who's ahead of the Bears? <laughs> Bears are at thirty nine. Jets are at thirty eight. Texans are at thirty seven. Okay, Texans. We target the Texans again. They've wait, got two first round. You're at right. hey the 30.
0: Texans are the ones who take Pickens. So if you yeah. can get to
1: that pick, you can get George Pickens. You're also at pick 37. Yeah, let's party. That is an expensive pick. Give me so what? What's the trade value on that? Five thirty. Mm. Cowboys second round pick is worth three forty.
4: Mm. Give me so that's almost a two hundred million
0: difference. Find me one hundred ninety,
4: Kyle. Man, you guys, you guys, denied. I love Pickens, man. I really do. I, I would have. I mean, just take him at 24. You know, I'm Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. I'm not going to lose my job. Let's go. I mean, seriously, if you're a general manager that's sitting there thinking about like making a massive jump. And you're thinking, I'm going to lose my job. You're thinking, well, hell, somebody else's problem. You know, that kind of deal. OK, tell me if I'm crazy if I That's think. That's why Jerry should
1: be more aggressive than everybody else. They're not going to lose their jobs. Tell me if I'm crazy for thinking this. And I I like Pickens. I have I mocked him in the seven-round mock that we did for DallasCowboys.com the other day. But if you're jumping all the way up into the 30s, I would rather, and again, we're just we're trying to predict something that's impossible but in that scenario we're trying to get a range i'd rather get my receiver at 24 yeah and hope that zion or Somebody Kenyon falls. green falls into the 30s there because yeah. can't you just imagine and your receiver would be Traylon burks at least in most likely he goes yeah.
0: 25 okay and i think Olave has gone anyways
3: olave goes 22 that's devastating you could get to 37 if we wanted to go get George Pickens at 37, but you would have to package 56 and 88. That gets you to 490 trade points. You need 100 more. You need, yeah, you need... Basically 50 can we more ship is what a I'm player? looking at here. Oh, 50 more, okay. And then I would package two of those fifth-round picks can we, together.
4: Can we send him a player? Can we send him somebody a corner or something like that that we Ooh. might not be able to
3: use?
1: Anthony but Brown. Then you got to draft the corner.
4: Jordan Lewis, somebody Jordan like
1: Lewis, that. Calvin this Mises. is one of those
0: things where you better be right, too, because this goes against everything I stand for and everything that the data <laughs> no, says. No, I honestly, honestly tra- no, I just this, have to you, trade up. Because what this falls into is yeah. just arrogance in your own evaluations. Yeah. Is saying that, look, I'm right, yeah. and that guy shouldn't still be here. And I'm going to give up four picks yeah. because that's the right guy. And it's a non quarterback. It's a, a bad idea in a vacuum.
4: Yeah. I'll, I'll never the right forget. Guy. There's a lot of
1: guys and gals that have died on that hill going that way. It's the right guy. I'm not, look, I'm not saying they're always right. I'm not saying they would be right wait, here. Wait, wait, wait,
4: wait, wait. Real quick, oh. real quick. I'm going to ask him a question then. If you had to pick between Pickens and Sky Moore, would you pick Sky Moore? <laughs> if we were going up, if yeah. we were going up and both were on the board, you'd pick Sky Moore over Pickens.
0: I would. I think Sky Moore, and this is, I think this is what evaluation is. It's all how you personally feel about mm-hmm. Brian Earmuffet for me. Their ceiling and their floor. Yeah. Like George Pickens, his ceiling is to be a really, really good outside yeah. wide receiver. And Sky Moore, I think his floor is as high as almost anybody in the draft. Sky Moore will be a good slot receiver in the NFL. I promise.
1: Can he play outside at all? Yes, he can. Which, so I was thinking about this last night because, again, I've mocked Pickens here a few times. Are we focusing too much on a guy that I hate to call him a one trick pony, but he's like an X receiver, you know? And that you think about this core has CD who can do a little bit of both. I think they Gallop want to get CD out it. of the
4: slot, is what kind of hearing those whispers. They want to get him out? Play more outside? That's what I'm saying. Well, Pickens
1: isn't going to play inside, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, so look at
0: you guys coming around. I like where we're, I like where our heads are right
4: now. I it's, mean, taking this is 40
3: great. shows, this is great. and Sky Moore is now realistically in the conversation.
4: At, uh, no, like he's the always in round. the conversation. <laughs> Just realistically. Because the gentleman to my right. It's <laughs> less
0: right. about— it's, it's not a conversation. It's man. less about Sky Moore. It's an Moore investigation. <laughs> of Sky Moore's
1: abilities.
4: <laughs> yeah, all right. It's less
1: about Sky Moore for me and more about, does Pickens fit this receiver core?
4: Okay. So, we've determined. You take a guard at 24, you're going up for a receiver— that you take logical. a you take a receiver at 24, you're thinking about whatever what,
1: offensive lineman
4: yeah. is hanging there for you or whatever or, defensive players there. I think
1: you I mean I understand if it doesn't thrill Jeff or a lot of other people. I think you have to think about Sam Williams there cuz athletic pass rushers just
4: See, don't fall. They're going to that's that's the thing. They they they've given you enough of an indication Again, it's still old Bob Seger song working on mysteries without any clues. No, you got the clues. Mm. You've got the clues. They, they're telling you they send coaches to work out. Dan Quinn is going to let them take an offensive player early, and then he's going to go in there and fight for Sam Williams. I'll never forget.
1: I will never forget 2014. because It's Brian's favorite day because the first round ends. Everybody goes back to the war room and kind of huddles about what they want to do. Brian comes into work on Friday afternoon. And he's like, and in classic Brian Fasch, he's just like, just get ready, boys. They're going to trade this pick up. They're going to go get their pass rusher. And we're just like, what are you talking about? Like, they could do this. They could do that. He's like, I'm telling you now. They're going up to get Demarcus Lawrence. And that's exactly what they did. Wow. So there's precedence for it. And it turned out to not be a terrible call. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're going to tr- trade away a third-round pick, which pissed me off at the time, I hope it's an all-pro player. If they trade up
0: in the second round, that means it'll cost them their three and maybe their four. The draft coverage is going to get super boring for a while.
1: That's okay, because we'll, be, we'll make it happen. We'll be busy as hell on Saturday. Anyway. Just keep what pretending it,
0: that they could trade up again. Like, yeah. hey,
1: guys, they can jump right
0: back in at any moment. The draft is selling hope, right? Yeah. I know, I know you got go to hope, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta go to break, but
3: what would it take to go up if you had to to get Sam Williams or you sitting tight and waiting at 56? I mean, well, I'm, If they
0: go up for Sam Williams, I quit.
3: They, they may do that. That's, I'll,
0: I quit. I'm saying that's, that's a realistic that's, that conversation. That quit. Why? Why? Because it's not worth it. it I mean but again like again, like I even think the word athletic pass rusher is a made up word for him, why, like his athletic score is good because yeah. he didn't run the shuttles, he didn't run the shuttles for a reason. Yeah. he's a big guy that can run fast and jump high, you got to give that to him, yeah he can he can run fast and jump high, but pass rushing oh. is not straight up. how fast can you run it's, I got in can I, you turn?
1: I got in trouble Could for defending taco, so maybe I should shut my mouth, yeah but.
0: watch it pal. He like tape. Sam Williams is my edge number
3: ten. That's a little low. I've had him at seven. Like
0: I, I, so. Nick Benito's a better pass rusher. Boye Maffey's a better pass rush prospect. Yeah. Arnold Abakade's a better pass rush prospect. Abakade for
4: this is
0: sure. Oh, is a better prospect, but the injury's the injury. question mark. And then I think you get to Sam Williams. So like 56, I'd be like, yeah, going up. I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> and then hope for the best.
4: This is the classic. Jeff is, Jeff is laying all that groundwork for when now it's like, man, every, we hate this guy and all that. This is it's when true. You're going you're, you're you're to influence everybody to not. And there's other Nation. people in the room
0: that can say that I'm wrong and they disagree, and then people I, I, will be like yeah, I, was, I love him. I
4: was nodding my head as you were talking. To be honest, yeah, right. the, I don't want to go up to get him, but I like Sam I Williams as a player. Drake Jackson, I have above him and stuff. You're right. You're yeah. not wrong. You have Drake, Drake Jackson above him. Mm-hmm. I think
1: that this is. I just, don't. Brian hates this guy way more than I do. <laughs> this is the time of year where I will just calmly remind everyone that teams' grades vary wildly from what those of us think. They don't give a and rat's ass. And they also don't, don't give a rat's <laughs> ass. That's, That's my thing. No, no, they don't. I'm just care. over here like, they who cares care. what we think? They're they going to do it. Sky so
0: Moore's going to be the eighth receiver picked. I have him as number two. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Don't listen to me about exactly. anything.
1: All
4: right. Oh, now you're coming around to this. All those years now, of me having to, like, the Boses. I killed that family for years. No,
0: I mean, I'm going to be right, and it's going to be like, oh, my God, Jeff knows more than the league again. But you don't have to think that right now. Just think I'm an idiot. It's I fine. was
1: shockingly optimistic that we were going to get out of this on time, and we did not. Trade mm-hmm. it for Stingley. Let's go Heck, to break. Shut up. Stop. Let's. We're going to break. We're but taking a break. Sauce. Let's talk about that next. Chris, we'll talk about that next. <laughs> yeah, just get the hell out of here. Go.
4: This is Chad Hennings former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov
2: to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three hour long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Light and 10 gallon hats while yelling, How about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. is the DallasCowboys.com
1: draft show Haven't filed your taxes yet? Now's what? the time. Uh, please do it. Quick. Please please file your taxes. <laughs> it's freaking it's April 14th. You, got you four have days. Like, yeah, you got not a lot of time. If you do it, if you haven't done it, choose Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Our friends Go schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Please, God. It's a federal law. <laughs> Go do it.
0: That's not what the read says. No, it doesn't. There's no I chance I it says, please, feel
4: like God. I don't what want to be What if you, you showed up the day of, of tax day? Do you think Liberty Tax could get you filed? I
1: guarantee you they could. I bet you they do 80% of their business in the last week before tax day. Like the day of? Yeah. I'm sure they're I've, packed look, right now. I've, as a, like, I've matured a little bit. Now I try to do it like a week or two before. You drink
4: whiskey instead of beer. I don't of like course, that. Of yeah. course, yeah.
1: But uh, the number of times I've walked in on the 15th and been like, help me. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Huh. I used to be a contractor, man. That ain't that ain't easy. No. All right. Uh, Beam, hit the sound. Yeah. Presented by Miller Lite and also... Twitter, Twitter on the twenty. 20. Maybe 20. I can regain some composure here. It's a tough show to host. I love the way that y'all touch on things that our listeners ask about, because Jeff briefly brought him up in the first segment. James says... I don't hear about much about North Dakota State's Christian Watson. Mm. How would you feel about him at 56?
0: I vote Kyle goes cuz I think yeah. I think you like him a I lot. I do.
3: I like him more than I, I probably both of you guys a little bit. But the thing with with Watson is he's not only your developmental receiver and a guy who would fit in perfectly as a 2-3 guy on your roster. I mean, Michael Gallup, when he's out, Christian Watson's going to play. and He's going to play a lot early on in the year. He's going to get a ton of valuable snaps. And he's also probably going to take CeeDee Lamb out of the return man sort of conversation. Get him out of the return game. Get him out of special teams. It puts Christian Watson as a return specialist. Good athlete. He's got that speed. He's got the body control on the outside. He. I mean, of course, you're looking at tape for the majority of the time against the Northern Illinois and the San Diego States whenever they get to play FBS competition. But he ended up playing Michigan State throughout the season. He has good tape on that as well. I like the way that he runs routes. I like the way that he uses his body to shield his, his himself from defenders. Good player overall overall. Fifty six. I'm happy with him there. I don't want to trade up to go get him. He's not in that George Pickens conversation by any means, but he's also not going to last to eighty eight. So if he's your guy at
4: fifty six, go and do it. Man, you scared me with the word deve- develop. I can't even say. I know. It. I
3: said it, and as soon as I
4: as developmental, I because I,
3: I, I, I knew Jeff was. I, I, I he kind of looked at me as soon as I said it, and he was like, "That's the point." Does was, that sound uh, more like eighty eight than fifty six?
1: Definitely 56th overall. I mean, I I appreciate the way you gave
4: the report, but then when you said, if I was sitting in a room and you said that, in a draft room, <laughs> I would be all over your ass about that. <laughs> Agreed, I would, especially if I was fighting for another player. Sure, and but you know, to me, I mean, and I know when you said it, you were like, "Oh, damn, these high t- <laughs> <He laughs> like, are going to come I after me." I have said that
1: that word chum in the water. Yeah,
4: you know, you described a player to me that kind of sound like that he's going to have to again develop, but then also then a player that can do the return stuff and all that. Is that enough for a second round pick? Mm-hmm. That's the question you have to ask yourself about that.
1: I just thought I mean which he's a good player he, he really is a good player He at the player. senior Bowl against
4: yeah. good, good No no that's team. the thing about, about it. That. that's the thing about it is though I mean but cuz if you're arguing that you know I, I think that you and Dane I mean you know that, that they're a little bit higher than me on that but I to me I could see it I, I just wondered why somebody you know, we've talked about this. This wasn't the player that Dane was talking about that I was mentioning. Like, why is this guy not playing in the the ACC? Why is he not playing in the SEC? Why is – there was somebody that was at Utah who yeah, was –
0: Yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. It was a guy who had an offer to Utah, but he went somewhere
4: to play with his brother. Oh, it was uh, McCollum. Was yeah. Was it McCollum? Yeah, it Zion, Zion McCollum. McCollum. Sam Houston. See, I'm like thinking, okay, why is somebody in the – in this yeah, Sam Houston corner, why is somebody in the Big 12 not signing – well, he had an offer to go play at Utah. Yeah. You know I'm saying? Okay, now I get it. The same thing with Watson. You know, somebody obviously in the ACC or the Southeastern Conference at Mississippi State or Ole Miss, or one of these places, Kentucky, missed this guy. He's from Tampa. He's from Tampa. I scouted his dad, Tim. It's insane uh, that a kid from
1: Tampa couldn't get a... That's what I'm saying. North Dakota State is a great FCS program, obviously.
4: The the majority of his plays you watch him play are chunk plays. I mean, he makes a lot of chunk catches. So, I mean... Jeff, you know better. It's
1: every every week with this guy. NFL.com? NFL.com. Come on, man. Because I wanted to
0: see, because I don't have Dane's Beast pulled up, so I wanted to see if maybe Zerline had why he ended up at North Dakota State. See, I always ask that question. He didn't have a ton of
3: production in high school. That was the thing. He went three years in high school and had rarely anything, and then he kind of blew up as a senior, got
4: to a two-star rating, but that was it. That's why you always wonder about, like, did somebody miss or was this kid late developing? You know, that's another question you have to kind of ask yourself. There's that word developing again. Mm -hmm. now you bring up you bring up a good point on the developmental and and it's a word you don't want to use for a high pick
3: yeah i'm gonna stop using i'm gonna take it out of my vocabulary (laughs) at at 56 you're looking at this second tier of wide receivers yeah and i I would put pickens at the top of that second tier list with Jahan Dotson, david bell alec pierce this is not in any order by the way i'm just kind of skipping around christian watson's in there calvin austin shakir outside of pickens Watson's my number two. Okay. Out of the second tier of wide receivers. So that's my thing is they're not to that certain level where they're gonna come in and instantly be the Justin Jeffersons, the the Jamar Chases you know, and then I think that's Williams, Burks, Wilson, yeah. London Olave. Right. He's not that. But he's still going to be a good sure. player in the NFL as soon as he steps I think, on a field. I
4: think these players, and Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, I think these wide receivers in college are better equipped to step in. There was a time mm-hmm. when I was in scouting that these wide receivers, they had to learn how to have releases and all that. They got jammed. They couldn't catch the ball. All these problems. I think wide receivers in this day and age, because of the way colleges throw the football, are better equipped to play right off the Forget jump. Forget
1: college. These kids are traveling seven around on their seven. regions yeah. going to tournaments yeah. from the time they're like 12. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: But yeah. I, I actually think that that's the – when you're talking about the wide receivers from college to pro as a whole, I agree with you. And I think that's the unique part about Christian Watson is inside this group of wide receivers, mm-hmm. I do think he's the most raw of the top – Ten receivers in the draft class. Like he's my wide receiver nine. Mm-hmm. Which so yeah. as we're debating him, it's like we're probably just debating players forty through sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Right. Not no, he can't play. Yeah, like Christian Watson's an awesome combination of size, speed, athleticism. Yep. I also think in a run-first North Dakota State uh, North Dakota State scheme where he's never been a high-volume target mm-hmm. and he's playing mostly against guys that can't compete with him with a ball in the air. Yeah that there is the farm that, assistant yeah stuff? that there is a lot yeah. of room for growth now yeah. could that be a rookie starter as one of well, your three wide receivers sure accountant <laughs> yeah but i think before he's an impact nfl player he's going to have to get accustomed to the fact that there's more routes than just 5 yard stop route and run by that guy yeah no
3: you no you're and right about that He that, showed right. that in mobile though like in the practices his route tree was more than just that yeah. i mean he was able to show the not a good advantage ability. you had you saw yeah. him live yeah. and, i mean you saw him live that's yeah. that's you can't discount seeing him live that's the biggest thing for me is is going Going into the Senior Bowl, he was kind of a no-name guy, and of course we kind of go down the Senior Bowl guys first, but ever since seeing him kind of elevate his game against that competition in Mobile, you look at it as, a, okay, he could do that. He may be a late developer. He may just not have had the production in high yeah. school to get those SP FBS looks. Now he should have. Now you know that maybe he was missed
1: and maybe he's a guy that can come in and and contribute early. He's
0: aced the pre-draft process for sure. Yeah, Between Senior Bowl and Combine. I
1: mean, I have, and I know this isn't scientific, but I've seen mocks that are sneaking him into the back end of the first round. Sure. yeah, Really? Like to a Kansas City or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we're talking about receivers, Rob wants to know, and I know we've talked about Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, but like the range where you would draft him, and I'm going to add this to it. I would also like to know the same for Khalil Shakir out of Boise, who a lot of people have asked about, and I feel like we probably haven't talked about him enough. See, so both Sh- of those guys. Seeing Shakir and
3: Watson going head-to-head in Mobile, that's why there's a considerable difference between the two for me. Because Shakir didn't necessarily impress me a whole lot in Mobile. He still had a good, co- or a good combine, good draft process. He has decent jumps. He wasn't necessarily anybody that jumped off the page, but... He's in that second tier, that jumble of receivers yeah. that you would take in the latter half of the second into the third round, but he's not as exciting as some of those other second-round receivers that are out there. I
4: got Pierce in the third and Shakir in the fourth. Yeah, That's how I've gotten rated. Pierce there. in the third for me, and then
3: I, I also have Shakir in the third, but late third.
0: I have them both in the third. Uh, I actually had Shakir above Pierce, but it's, I mean, we're talking same range, same area. I think Shakir is probably a slot guy in the NFL. Yeah. Uh and Pierce, like he's one of the guys that I think I could be really wrong about and he could be a better pro than I think he's going to be because like he he had good production. Yeah. He had an outstanding combine. Yeah. I Four, just three didn't, speed? I didn't see that level of, of athleticism on tape. Like his his testing tells you that he's an incredible athlete. But I just thought like he's he's very inconsistent when it's like hey beat that guy in press coverage yeah. sometimes he can't get off the line and then sometimes he smokes him and it was just kind of up and down
4: he's very much when you, if you watch Ritter you know there's like every ball seemed to go to him and it was like there were some bad balls that he was catching and he was going up I I think you're right I don't think there's some I think there's a lack of separation at time. But, he, but this is where I see the athletic ability of going up and getting the ball. Now, maybe he's able – I mean, you see some red zone stuff where he's able to, to spin and look back, and then all of a sudden the ball's there and he adjusts to it. So, you know, as we're watching here, the high stuff, that's the kind of stuff – I mean, he's always going to get against, against Tulane right there. He's, he's covered, and then, you know, he goes up and elevates and gets the football. That's just the kind of thing. I mean, he's not going to run away from a lot of people. But you're right about the testing numbers. They were very, very good. He
3: had eight touchdowns this past year, five in his career prior to this season but his eight touchdowns four of them came inside the the red zone and another four of them came outside. So he yeah. does have some deep threat ability, yeah. but he also with his size and his his body control can certainly
1: be a red zone threat at 6 foot 2 plus. TJ can't help but note that the overall mood on the Parsons pick last year was at least mild disappointment, if not outright disappointment. I think we were all. I he know. plays a different position it, now. Yeah, he does. He's 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 not hating guys. It's oh, he's mild. hating. He ain't this hating. guy's hating. He's. I promise you, he's not. A passive aggressive player. He, he, no, I, you, you, no, no, he's not. I think this is a fair question. He <laughs> no, just, I'm just kidding. We're, he just we're fine. wants to know. We're fine. A guy you could pick at 24. Where you might initially say like oh, okay, where you could wind up feeling
4: a lot better. Zion probably. Johnson's that guy for me. Yeah. Ooh, I would agree with that one hundred. I mean, I mean, I, I think you guys I are ultimate pick. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Well, you, you have a, yeah, you that's like what I'm saying. And, Brian, you know, right? and me and, I'm, and I and I understand. I understand why people like him. I do get that. You know, but I could say the same damn thing about Green from yeah. Texas A&M. I mean, there's these guards are not making me feel all warm and fuzzy all of a sudden. But I have a chance to be really, really, really wrong about that because there were some things I talked about with Zion Johnson with some of his hesitation and some of the run block and stuff and things like that, pass protection. I mean, I have Green as a better player, but there's Green's got faults too. I'm not going to sit there and, like, when one of these guards get picked, I think the consensus in the room, and sometimes, that, sometimes consensus is good. Less needed the Rams. He doesn't like consensus. I hmm. kind of like when my scout buddies tell me, "No, man. Hey, listen. This is what you see in the player, and this, you just had a bad day scouting. You know, that's kind of where I'm looking at with Zion with Zion Johnson.
1: All right. Uh, so if you love Zion, what do you got, Jeff?
0: I think mine would be Bernard Raymond, and maybe maybe you're right that it's not a realistic pick. I just I see him on the 30 visit list. I see him being mocked in the I, 20s and 30s. I
3: think and it's more realistic than we're giving credit to. And I think that, there's a, a big shot because they've really honed in. Like yeah. Brian said in the first segment with Clues, yeah. they have looked at this tackle class up and down, whether yeah. it was at
4: the Combine or at the Senior Jerry Bowl. Jerry said it. Dave got the Jerry to say it at the, at the owner's meeting. I'm looking for yeah. a tackle. He said it. Dave was standing right there, like, nodding his head like, hmm, you're looking for a tackle. I was okay. sitting actually, but okay, yeah. Cool. Right.
0: And if you want a big name Lazy. that's more fun, <laughs> Chris Olave.
4: Hmm.
1: I wouldn't love it like, at 24. I would be thrilled at, with Chris Olave at 24. You just like receivers, though. I mean, I do, but I just I think Chris Olave's skill set really fits Dak Prescott. You've, I think he's I, the exact type of
4: receiver Dak right. needs. If they took Burks instead of Olave, would you feel better? I would. Okay. I would love that. And he's but, but
1: the, you, quote, worst fit.
4: But see, the thing about it is it's always going to be – and it's the – and it's in the right he, – he's got the passion for that, that wide receiver for, uh, you know, for Sky Moore. I get it. I do. I totally understand. It. I love that. But the, but if you anybody other than Sky Moore say maybe as a wide receiver –
0: Well, I think the difference – here's the At difference. 24,
4: you would be like, eh, they, could have t- they could have taken
0: Sky Moore. Get the camera on me. If we could get the camera beam. The difference between like Chris Olave and Sky Moore, and this is coming from the only guy on planet Earth who likes Sky Moore more than Chris Olave – This is the difference. Mm. I don't have any muscle, but the difference is you have caught the ball. Now what? The answer with Chris Olave is the first guy to get here, I fall. Sky Moore, that's not the answer. He'll get down. That's yeah. not the answer. He's going to break tackles. He's going to get extra yards. And like Chris
1: Olave, there's a, there's a big room a hundred yards away with millions of dollars worth of weights. I mean, we can get him in there, you know?
0: Right. But we're, now we're talking. What we're talking about he is he had one at Ohio
4: State. It might have been nicer.
0: <laughs> we're, we're talking about we're talking about first round picks, and it, it, it's crazy because I, first of all, I love the wide receiver position, yeah. and I love the technicians. Yeah. And Olave is basically a flawless technician.
4: Yeah, I that's just true. think
0: that he is a thin dude that plays thin. Like Devontae Smith, I didn't have a problem with. Because Devontae Smith, you couldn't press him. Yeah. And Olave can release, but inside routes when he gets bumped or when he has the ball in his hands, he's getting tackled. Yeah. And I, just, I wish he had a little better play strength. And that can develop. And that's why I wanted to throw his name out there because it would be a better conversation than Raymond. Olave at 24 might turn out to be an amazing pick. But in my head, he's currently wide receiver seven, so I'd just be like, oh, I hope this works out.
4: By but the way, as more I think about it, I think Ohio State's shoe budget might be more than the budget at Western Michigan right now. Football. Your shoe budget. My yes. guy
0: was out there hey. rocking 24 Western, wide
1: receiver, number 24. Western was in a Cotton Bowl That's not confidence. all that long not ago. Not long ago.
4: We watched another receiver yeah. from there. It's
1: probably not not as good as a career as maybe we thought. Yeah. What do you got, Kyle? I was going to say with Olave specifically, you're you're
3: talking about thin, not necessarily play strength. He's a technician of a route runner. Why is that different than Ceedee Lamb from just a general standpoint? I know, and that's kind of my thing. Is if you wanted to really provide another fit for this offense and for Dak Prescott to give him a different option to throw to. Wouldn't you look at the guys like a Drake London and a Traylon Burks and a Sky Moore even because he is a bit of a change up from C.D. Lamb to a certain extent?
0: So, and I just I think I I, this is the year that I've been against the consensus on wide receiver more than ever Mm -hmm. because like I would take Traylon Burks over Drake London because I would would too. too. I would too. To me, the NFL has really turned into I want two things from my wide receivers: get open and do it quick. Mm -hmm. Give them hell after you have the ball. Yeah, that's what I want. Traylon Burks may not be the best get open guy, but he's big. Yeah. And I'm gonna say he's fast, even though his forty time is gonna disagree. I've watched him outrun Alabama's entire team. Mm-hmm. He's big, he's fast, he's held a tackle.
4: You know what you know what scares me about Burks is will they use him the right way? Will they use him to play and why to...
0: were you two forty when you showed up for training? Yeah. Mm.
4: I mean the thing about it is I, I, to me, I, I think he's always gonna be a big guy myself, but I just wonder, with the way his skill set is, are you going to use him the right way? Yeah. That's the fear I have. Wait, I, let me, can I throw, with Alave, and I know we've got to get to somewhere else, but Alave, I, I kind of thought of Terry Glenn with better hands is what I thought about. Okay. I thought about Same that— school. Same school, same kind of physical build. Terry Glenn was a catch it, run fast, and j- fall on the ground real quick. <laughs> but, but Terry Glenn, Marvin made,
0: Harrison, yeah, yeah, Marvin Harrison, catch it, run, fall down fall. real
4: quick. Yeah, lived to fight another day. Yeah. <laughs> Got to
0: the
1: Hall of Fame doing
4: it. Yeah, yeah
0: I kind of don't that, get wrong. I'll accept Marvin Harrison at twenty four. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll
1: take it. I'm sure you will. There's That'd a Marvin Harrison out there somewhere. I'll, I'll I'll double down and say I I would be pretty surprised if Bernard Raymond is their pick at twenty four. Having said that, it's easy to forget that he's only been playing that position for two years and he's already this good. Man, and I'm fine buying in on that upside. Okay, let's let I, mean, okay. I can live with that.
4: Can you live with that knowing that your offensive line needs help now?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think he's good enough to play right now.
4: But is know, he plug going and to play? play is he gonna no. plug and
1: play you no. right no. now. That's the thing is he's not
4: going to play. And
3: that's why
1: I agree with you. That's in why terms I don't the think player. he would be that's why I don't think he would be the pick, or at yeah. least part of it.
4: Yeah. I, give me give me give me one of those guards over him okay. if that's the case.
1: Uh, We're over again. That's okay. Like, I don't think there's a podcast after us today. Beam, don't correct me because we're going to run long. We're going to take this break and we'll oh, be right back. You're just telling them
2: football season is almost over and that means tax season is here with it comes taxiety filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner don't let taxiety take over this tax season liberty tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back with more than twelve thousand tax professionals nationwide help is always around the corner check out liberty tax proud partner of the dallas cowboys schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys liberty tax a brighter way to do taxes at
4: smoothie king
1: This, this is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the Draft Show. I have a read from somebody here. Of course I put it on. Rowdy. Away. It's not Rowdy today. It's, it's draft. It's the draft. Head to the star oh. in Frisco for the 2022 Cowboys Draft presented by Miller Light. Obviously starts Thursday, April 28th. That is two weeks from today through Saturday, the 30th. Here at the facility, we have live draft coverage and entertainment, a free youth camp on Friday night, and a 5K, the Draft Day 5K, presented by Baylor Scott & White Health on Saturday morning. So you can come out, get a run in, get your sweat on, feel all good and healthy about yourself, and then settle in to listen to us break down all six of their day three picks.
4: Should we go walk, run that thing, and then come in all sweaty and do the draft Dude, that day? No. I think it's during... Don't don't wanna... Our, like, early parts of our shows, isn't it? I think it's at,
1: like, 8.30 or oh, 9. Oh, is it? Oh, i would get a
4: T-shirt from that if I could. I, I, don't, I might give them the money just I'm to get the shirt. I'm not going to sit in you an enclosed room. You get a shirt in a room. Room. Yeah, a I've,
1: I've run with you. I know what you look like after a workout, and yeah. I don't want to be in a room with you after that. <laughs> but,
4: like, we spend, like, 18 hours together anyway. It's yeah, like a submarine in the here. Least I mean, we the could smell is, is awful. The least we
1: could do is bathe before we yeah. come in.
3: Now, I will say they do have a virtual... Option for oh. those that aren't in DFW or are in DFW. And you that. can run it at any point throughout the weekend. So right. I, I actually do Kyle I the doesn't even have
1: one. the read in front of him. He does a better job than well, me.
3: I signed up for it. I went and got it. So I'll, I'll okay. get my medal. I'll bring you one. For Thank more you, details, visit
1: DallasCowboys.com okay. slash draft. We would love for you to come out here and join us draft weekend. Guys, I have really enjoyed bringing Tell Me More back. Uh, <laughs> it is fun. It's, it's just a I'm glad movie.
4: you've had fun doing it. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I make y'all go watch. Yeah, are tape you watching these guys. dudes? No. <laughs> I'm the host. I I'm want you host? to tell me. I watched me. them last year. I yeah. want, well, you're a better man than me. I've got hosting experience. No. I
0: demand to be the host next time right. you to watch
1: five more guys. You totally can. I'm
0: trying to put a wrap on this thing.
1: No, we has got two more weeks and we're going to finish strong. Who do you got, Dave? I want you to tell me more about Hassan Haskins, the Michigan running back.
4: You want me? Go ahead. Jeff is always – He's a lead. running back, he's and that's all back. you really why need would to you know. even draft
1: him?
0: <laughs>
4: How about this? Why don't we play with these guys? Come on, give me a good report about him.
0: He is a running back. Yeah. And like he's a day three guy to me. Like at Michigan, he was the featured ball carrier. Yeah, he was not the featured receiving running back. No, both of his backups caught more passes than he did. So, like, I think he's a solid runner. That most of his work is between the tackles. Yep, and he's good. He's a good, solid running back that doesn't really factor into the passing game. That isn't an elite athlete. So, I think it's a day three guy that can be a guy that is one of your two or three backs on your team on an NFL roster. So, you know, Michigan, big numbers, good player. But I think in the NFL, he's one of your two or three running backs in a rotation, and he's a fifth or sixth-round pick.
3: He's really strong. I mean, he's got the big body, big lower body. He's very well built from top to bottom. And he even put up 27 reps on the bench press at, Mm -hmm. at the Combine, which is pretty impressive for a running back but he's not going to run away from anybody he doesn't combine that with the speed yeah and that's kind of my biggest thing is is he he really had a breakout year in 2020 the shortened season only played like six games and he had 6.1 yards per carry but most of that was just running through people like you said in between the tackles it was it was a lot of broken tackles and then he would just kind of get caught and teams figured out how to play him and that he was kind of a one-trick pony and That was where his production took a significant dip in twenty twenty one. I
4: think the best trade he has is his vision actually. And you know, there's times where he like when he has to make a cut, he can make a cut and get through that hole. I think around the goal line he could be a weapon. He's 6'2", like you mentioned. He's 228 pounds. He's an upright runner, too, but he doesn't take many shots. I mean, he's like delivering shots. And I'm always with these backs. I'm looking at these backs. You know, he, you're, Kyle, you're right. He's not going to run away from anybody. That's that's just, you know, he's pretty steady that way. Pass protection, though, is one of those things where he's kind of just a shoulder guy. It's not really square, sit down, take on a guy. So you always, if you're going to be that third down guy or second back, you've got to be able to, have to, be able to pass protect a little bit. Yeah. And I think he's more of a just, not that they, they can't teach him or he can't learn, but his style is really just trying to throw the shoulder, just lunge, throw the shoulder, and hope for the best. But he's had some production in some big games for Michigan over the years, but I, I agree with where everybody has him placed. Is there, so I mean, the Cowboys are not going
1: to draft a running back before day three. Is there a guy with a day three grade that you feel a lot better about than the others? Because a lot of times when we do this, it's like, yeah, he's a day three running back. So what? Uh, I
4: I watched, uh, is it Algier? There's the uh, uh, Algier, the BYU BYU? running back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Is he a day three guy, though? I, I have him in the fourth. I'm in the fourth round. I I also see him going in the third. Yeah, and and then Williams from Notre Dame was another one that I had uh, as a as a fourth round guy. Is Kyler Colin Williams uh, from Notre Dame? From Notre Dame. Yeah, Yeah. those were the couple of guys. And then I had Haskins down like in the fifth. So those were kind of my fourth, fifth round guys.
3: Abram Smith from Baylor, we've talked about him a couple of times. Jerome Ford from Cincinnati, kind of a receiving back, somebody who can do a lot of different things. Sincere McCormick out of UTSA. Uh, And then Kennedy Brooks, a DFW product that went to Oklahoma. Day four guys, or excuse me, day three guys, maybe even undrafted guys that could be in that conversation that I like a lot.
1: Tell me more about Oklahoma State linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez. It's almost one of those Boy Scout type of players in a
3: good way I mean second team all big 12 each of his last three years he was a undersized guy but his instincts and his leadership on the second level of that Oklahoma State defense were pretty phenomenal uh just racks up tackles had 130 tackles 16 and a half for loss this past year three sacks as he came forward he actually forced four fumbles so he plays downhill pretty quick but he doesn't have a ton of side or size excuse me and then he also uh just doesn't necessarily look extra quick. He doesn't have that first step. He has good instincts, but he kind of hesitates every once in a while. So
0: he's a heartbeat of that defense. Yeah, a he dude, sure is. That dude is all over the place. Yep. Um, but like Kyle saying, you wonder in the NFL. Like, you know what I'm most confident that he's going to do in the NFL? Be on the kickoff team. He's
3: be a great <laughs> special. Teams that dude's going to
0: scream down the field and tackle a dude. Because I just, you know, he may, maybe he can translate all that college production into being an NFL starter, but I, I do think that that's more of a developmental thing because I think you're looking at a straight-line hitter. hitter but, but, I mean, yeah. the dude finds the ball. He he's going to get to the ball, and he's he going to tackle running backs. The question is, on third down, is he agile enough in space to play coverage, to to make plays in that regard? So, again, I think he's a day-three player, mm-hmm. but somebody's going to draft him, he's going to make the team, he's going to be on special teams, and we'll see if he becomes a guy that is a, an NFL starter.
4: I, I like the kid, and I have been basically in the same round of a shorter linebacker from Baylor is Bernard. Mm, the yeah. same guy at six he's two hundred twenty four pounds. They're similar players. Yeah, too. they are. They both. I mean, again, those Big Twelve type players, but both tags touching right there. I mean, I think the guys have got him absolutely right with the with what you're looking at. Um, the, the thing that I was interested in, I know this if you're talking about the coverage, there was an interception he had in the Notre Dame game where he was able to drop, redirect, and then. You know, uh, the quarterback just threw it, and he was able to make the play to kind of seal things up. There was another time where he knocked the ball. uh, I think it was in the TCU game where he knocked the ball out of the, the running back's hands. I think the guy, you know, you say you get to the football, create turnovers. Jeff's right about the special team stuff. This guy is going to fly down the field. I didn't see him get... Blockers get up on him and get him washed. You know, he's like kind of staying ahead of the blockers and then staying active in order to keep himself alive. But I, I like I say, him and my guy Bernard from Baylor, if you're looking for two undersized linebackers that aren't the Nicobe Dean, those are the kinds of guys you're looking at right there.
3: He kind of reminds me of a poor man's Nick Bolton from last year, Frisco product, under six foot, a little bit wide. Mm. Bolton was a, a little bigger and a little bit heavier. And he also played more fierce downhill than than Rodriguez does, but he does a lot of things well. And I agree completely with with Jeff. He's going to make a special teams roster. He's going to find his snaps every once in a while. He does things the right
1: way, which is something impressive. I've seen Terrell Bernard graded as high as the fourth by some people. Is that yeah? That's, that's why I have that, this guy? yeah.
4: That's why I have both these guys. Okay. I have him and, and Rodriguez right there. I mean. You kind of you kind of have a pocket of in this draft. It looks like of shorter guys that play positions. You kind of keep them all together, and it reminds you that okay, if I have to go get a short corner. You know, oh, here's Marcus Jones. Oh, I have to go get a shorter linebacker. Oh, here's Bernard, I have to go, you know. Yeah. That kind of thing. You get thing.
0: the short guy round? I have a couple of
4: short guy rounds. <laughs> you can you can tell when you look at my board where they are, though. They're all in these little pockets. Do you have Calvin Austin 5'11.
0: and Wandale Robinson in the same round?
4: Pretty close. <laughs> this man is uh,
1: he's not undersized at all. He stood out to me at the senior bowl. And I would like to know more about UCLA defensive tackle Otito Ogbonia. You did like him at the Senior Bowl. He made some plays. And and for the size he plays at, I just remember guys had a tough time dealing with him.
4: You know, I think you're absolutely right about this guy. And I watched him against our alma mater, Dave. And we really didn't do a good job of blocking him. No, And we watched him against Utah as well as another thing. I was surprised how much he weighed because he moves like a much lighter man. 324 pounds. He's pretty disruptive. And, and I mean, in a disruptive, like that the first step, and he's on you. And these blockers are like, and again, hey, our, our center at LSU wasn't great. But I mean, he's like, it's like they, they're not even getting in position on him. He's kind of knocking guys around and getting up the field and stuff like that. I saw him one time get outside uh, in the Utah game where he was able to clean up a play, get into the sidelines. So he, he, he gives you that little bit of effort to go make that play. But I think at, at 324 pounds, this guy—I was surprised how he looked. He doesn't look that big, Mm-mm. but man, he is disruptive and all. And I was—I was impressed with the way he was able to kind of the the fight that he had.
1: This is not a knock on Chris Beam, our producer. They're, the forty yard dash has to be a typo, though, right? There's no way this man was. It's running. a five three one. Uh, there's no way this man's okay. Just making sure. Yeah, no, no, you're fine, five, Chris. We appreciate three.
3: that. Would have gotten a lot
1: of people. Excited. I was going to say if he ran up a
3: couple rounds, yeah. if he ran a four
1: three one. Just making sure. No, that that's not a problem. He
3: is quick though. I, I like his the first initial step. The
1: initial burst. I yeah. think is really good.
3: I like the powerful just the force that he comes off the line of scrimmage, he doesn't necessarily take the, he doesn't get washed out of place. Doesn't get caught off guard. He's a good run defender. You can see it in some of the plays that we're showing on the video side of things. I know if you're listening, you can't see it, but yeah, he's a good run defender. He can provide a little bit of pass rush, but that's not necessarily his MO. He's going to plug a hole, and he's going to move the line of scrimmage, take up multiple gaps, and do a good job of doing so.
0: I wrote that he the pros are he's 6'4", 324, he's long-armed, he's got pop in his hands, and he plays hard. Yeah. yeah. The cons are that I saw him as being slow-footed, playing high, and not anchoring real well. So I think that he's a day-three defensive uh, nose tackle, fifth, sixth round. Yeah. And you hope that you can develop like, hey, we're gonna keep the pads down. Yep. We're gonna get some lead in the butt here. We're not gonna be moved.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, and let's see if we can get the feet to match up because he does have pop. Yeah. Like he can he can get hands on you and jolt and move, but I don't think that the feet. Or the lower body consistency matches up to that violence.
3: And the Cowboys like drafting guys out of UCLA with double O's well, as their initials. Well, and think about this as as far as these
4: these one techniques like Ridgeway, like Ivan the third, Farrell from LSU in the fourth, and then this young man in the fifth. So mm. I mean, there's there's they're going to be these guys that each round there's going to be have one of these 324 pound guys that play for you.
1: Kyle, you brought this guy up a week or two ago, and I was curious. Okay. Uh, so tell me more about Maryland tight end Chigozim Okonkwo. Yes, Okonkwo, Okonkwo. From Maryland. knew I was going to get Good one. frame for
3: a tight end. Reliable hands. Been some couple late droppers in the tight end class this year, but he's actually one that's kind of climbing because of his traits, and he... And Had an impressive combine, 4 40-yard dash, 35 and a half inch vertical. Uh, those were not numbers that were necessarily anticipated, but the best part of his game is his speed and then his yards after the catch ability. He's not a versatile blocker, not necessarily a uh, an all-around, all-encompassing tight end, which is why he will go day three most likely because some of those day two guys are, can do a little bit of everything. But as a pass catcher, I think he's as as good as some of the guys in the class. He's a decent in line blocker who can maybe develop more in that regard. But I, I like his hands. I like his his ability to be used on the sideline than in the red zone, uh, especially in coverage and in some traffic.
0: Where did my damn notes go? i watched him this morning. No, because everything Kyle was saying, like I, he nailed him because he, he's four. He's a four five athlete. Yeah, he was a. Um, he was 238 pounds, I believe, at yeah, pro day. that's right. So, like, he's not big.
4: Nope.
3: He's not like
0: a nuanced route runner. Like, it's all one kind of speed. I would yeah. even below,
3: yeah. uh, I think he's a below-average route runner. He's not used over the middle of the field. At least yeah. Maryland didn't use him there.
0: So again, I think we are talking about to me a day three guy, where you're like, okay, if you're going to be able to be a real life guy who's ever going to play in line. It's weird because he has a muscular frame, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but between the maybe the arm length and the weight, it's not enough. Like, you watch Ojabo and Uh, Hutchinson, and they're like, get out of our way. You ain't blocking us. You know, it's funny. But, But you get the ball in his hands, and life gets fun.
4: He did something that Dalton Schultz can't do. I was watching the the Penn State game Do and tell. they and they ran. He was playing backside in line and he made a cutoff block from the going inside. I mean, like they <laughs> they, they mm. were they were running the ball to the left. He was tied into the right and he cut his guy off and got his head all the way across and turned the guy back inside in the Penn State game. I I think you guys have got him absolutely named. You can watch him in the Michigan State game. They throw yep. a screen to him and like he catches it and he's up the field and the defender tries to cut him off. He jumps. The defender goes low, he jumps the defender, lands one foot, keeps balance on the sidelines, and then goes into the end zone. So the guy has some athletic ability. I, I, I think there's some, you know, I was I was surprised of how many times they threw him the ball and he was kind of covered. And I'm like, oh, he didn't catch that. Oh, wait, he did. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think the hands are good. And I and again I, I saw something that Dal- I hadn't seen Dalton Schultz do, and that's cut <laughs> off a backside backside defender. I watched the Ohio State, Michigan, and
3: Michigan State games. I'm mm. gonna add Penn State because mm. I just want to see him do that. That's, oh no, it is impressive. He had,
4: he had he had huge he had huge numbers against Penn State and Michigan yeah. State. Those were the games you really need to watch. So, round
1: five. I was gonna say fifth fifth ish yeah. round.
4: Yeah. Real quickly, last one,
1: Percy Butler, the safety out of Louisiana Lafayette. Tell me more.
0: Fun developmental safety to me. Um, six foot, 194, 436, big broad jump. So you're talking about an explosive athletic guy. Uh, Man coverage stuff, I know there's something that Brian will like there because when he lines up over the slot and they run drag routes away from him, you ain't running away from him. You're not running from him. Uh, I think you're going to have to develop in terms of consistency as a tackler. That's that's
4: the number one thing right there. And how
0: he plays deep when he's a deep safety. But he wants to run the alley. He wants to pop. He can run. And, again, let me check the exact round I put him in, but I'm pretty sure he's going to fall in line with the rest of this group we've been watching. Yeah, fifth or sixth round.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I got him in the fifth myself, and I think Jeff. I don't always see the, him play this fast. I mean, I think the time speed is excellent. Of course, it's rare for what he has. I thought there would be a little bit more range to him, I and mean, there was time in the App State game where they drove. He drove on the ball in front of him. Jeff was right about that. Um, they used him as a blitzer, but he he got home. He had a free run and he missed the guy. Mm. I think the biggest questions about him is going to be the tackling. stuff. He wants to hit you hard. He not wants just it, tackling, but he but he misses. There, yes, there'll be times yeah, where he just he, reckless. Though. You know, he's got a clean shot on the quarterback and he just overruns the guy and so I mean it's almost a kind of a drag down tackler but uh, I think that to me and I didn't see him create any turnover sometimes these safeties you see them they're in the right spot I mean we were talking about our kid from Iowa the other day you know Belton that that, you know the ball's there and he's boom he's getting this kid I didn't see any of that type of stuff so again I have Belton above him uh, on my board right now yeah, I've got him in the lower half of that, that safety class. Belton I, I really
3: enjoyed watching. Percy Butler I'm with with, with Jeff in the regard of I, when I was watching him, you see some of the ability to be a center field guy in the NFL, but mm. like you said, the, the tackling ability is is there, but it's not necessarily something that jumps off the page. You expect him to be better than he was. He racked up the tackles in 2021, which is impressive because he had the volume there. They went his direction quite a bit, but as a guy who moved to safety and has has played well at the collegiate level after being a wide receiver i still look at him as a late day or excuse me fifth round sixth round guy that could be a developmental guy because of the speed and the traits that he brings to the table too
1: that'll wrap up another segment of tell me more that'll wrap up another week of draft coverage guys next week two more shows until it's draft week oh Uh, so 10 more
0: guys you're gonna tell me
1: to watch yes Sorry that I want you to have a longer list of guys for draft week. I've already Jeffrey. seen 17,000 guys. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, we'll be back with 10 more guys <laughs> as well as plenty more stuff to talk about. Jeff will never, ever let me close a show cleanly. Good job, Dave. That's fine. You did this great has been job. the Draft Show for Jeff, Brian, Kyle. I'm Dave. We'll catch you all next time.
3: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas
2: Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!